Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to another week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news that the real news is too afraid to talk about. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how is it going? I am great, Connor. I'm very excited to announce that I've studied the numbers. I've plugged them all into every algorithm I can find. Okay. And we are the best people. <laughs> How many people did you serve it? Well, uh, I looked in the mirror yeah. and I thought, fucking, there's the lad right there. Well, no and need then, to ask any more questions. I think that one is all. already set. I looked at a picture of you and I said, this might skew the results. <laughs> and put it back down. But I, I, I'm at 100. He's at 50. 75. That's still pretty good. That's a B. <laughs> um, if anyone hasn't noticed already, I am coming from under a waterfall, as it is. Uh, we've talked about it, as I feel, every single week during December, but it is lashing rain in Ireland. You would be shocked to know. We've decided to incorporate uh, the Weather Channel mm. into this weird news podcast. There's ASMR. Yeah, channels about that on youtube i think we should get into that market and if we could incorporate weird news with also wanting to go to sleep it could open a whole new avenue of doors just get really close to the mic and be like florida man (laughs) ew i don't like when he's that close to me (laughs) i've heard that before (laughs) oh every single day um so sean this is weird news what do we do here you have spent the week gathering all of the weirdest news stories from around the world, and you are about to read them all out to me, uh, a man who has not heard any weird news, um, completely untouched by weird news in his entire yeah. life. In the previous 112 episodes don't yeah, count. Yeah, 112. No, they don't and count. Also that, you... also, that time we did it on the radio before this, that doesn't count either. Can uh, you believe they let us on the radio doing this show? It is amazing no. that we come... If, if you think about it, we've actually gone backwards. <laughs> In a way, but I do remember that one time on the radio, I think I said, like, bum or poop or something, and I, like, held myself back, like, can I say that? Whereas now, I can drop C-words everywhere if I want. You can drop a million bums and poops if you want. (laughs) Oh, oh, I just might. Stay listening to find out. Um, also, before we get to a new first news story, I just want to say, if you're listening to this on whatever podcast platform you're using, it would really help us out just giving us a like and review. Um, it really helps us out just in, in regards to the algorithm, computer stuff. We don't understand this, but apparently, it just it's good. But yeah, it just, just works. Even, and if, look, we'll even if you just click the five stars, just click five. But if you think we're shit, yeah. click a one. <laughs> maybe, well, maybe click a five anyway. Just fucking reverse <laughs> psychology, you know? Uh, <laughs> I think on Spotify it's just a little heart. Just press the heart. That'd be lovely. Uh, we'll give you time. We'll wait. We'll wait while yeah. you do that. In the meantime, Connor will regale us with his favourite countries, beginning with G. 
um, Georgia, Gambia, uh, Democratic Republic of Gagia. <laughs> oh, his dyslexia hit him again. I'm so sorry, folks. I've let you all down. I really thought Democratic Republic of Congo was going to come in under the G. <laughs> <laughs> of all the words in that country, none of them start with G. <laughs> um, I thought it was like a, a spray approach. Like, eventually one of them was going to have a G somewhere. But no, keep- I got lied to just keep saying words until G comes up. But <laughs> I think you've been given enough time to like the yeah. episode now. So thank yes. you very much. So we're going to move into our first story of the week, not involving my geography skills. Um, it starts in Italy, Sean. And actually, Ooh. you could describe this as very Forrest Gump. Because I have a man argues with wife and walks 450 kilometers to cool off. <laughs> What kind of an argument? Wait, 450... What's the, like, uh, proportional length of Italy? <laughs> I mean, I think that is the length. What would you have to be arguing about to garner that reaction? What Was it about the strength of his legs? Because I think he might have proved her wrong there. <laughs> I just hate that you walk so much. I'll fucking show her. <laughs> <laughs> You're always gone for so long. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> Here she goes again, yapping away. Um, so, a man who stormed out of his home in the north Italian city of Kobo, after arguing with his wife, went for a walk. A very long walk, ending up 450 kilometres away in La Marche a week later. The man's odyssey saw him leave his house in Lombardia and head south via Bologna before being stopped by police in Fano, a town on the Adriatic coast, while out wandering aimlessly at two o'clock in the morning. Aimlessly? He was just... So if he hadn't been stopped, they would have... He would have just kept walking forever. Until the edge of the earth, I can only assume. Well, as, which, as we all know, is flat, and he would have just fallen off. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not joking here, Sean, obviously. Fail geography, <laughs> just want to really clarify that. <laughs> um, so, did it get into detail? Wait, isn't Italy under, like, heavy curfew at the minute? Um, yeah, I think, the, I think the numbers were going back up, so they did go back under curfew under some restrictions, but that makes this even more impressive. Do you think, like, he was trying to break out of each region as he was going? Was it like the Great Escape, that he, t- <laughs> he part of that 450 kilometres is a tunnel? <laughs> but, but there's, like, four Great Escapes, by the time he gets to the third one, he's like, for fuck's sake, right? Why did I build in a mountain region? I fucking hate this, but I hate her more. <laughs> Fuck her. <laughs> um, so, after charging the 48-year-old with violating Italy's nightly COVID curfew, the officers hey. un- unraveled his bizarre story. Um, the man, who appeared lucid and, in my favourite word of the article, focused... <laughs> <laughs> I'll show her he, He's lucid but at the same time I'm going to fucking walk until she knows I'm right That's a that's a testament to his shoes as well Hmm, yeah <laughs> Okay, yeah I, We'll ask him what type he's wearing Sketchers, I can only assume Connor, he essentially walked from Dublin to Birmingham Yeah, I did that yesterday Just for a no. laugh Connor, we can't leave our counties. <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> I lied. <laughs> Don't come to my house. <laughs> um, but uh, so despite being cold and tired, he was lucid and focused. <laughs> Everyone remember, he's so focused. I, I just think there's like a fire burning in his eyes and the police officers are trying to talk to him and he's like, nah, she was fucking wrong. <laughs> Officer, you would have done the same. <laughs> he told police he hadn't realised that he had covered so much ground on his week-long adventure and that he had received food from people he met on the on the way. What? what? How did he not realise what was going on? I suppose he was so focused on the argument at hand. He's, he's lucid, but aggressive. <laughs> and that's a dangerous combination. And so he's just... They're, they're going to make like a movie about this dude and the weird things he got up to on his travels. Yeah, the fact that he said, oh, I didn't notice. Like, what did you think was happening when the sun went down and then came back up seven times? Yeah, or when, like, 
why did he why he he never at one point in that journey thought maybe I should turn around now if you just say sorry maybe she'll let me back in but he's so focused that he had to have been so right to go that far <laughs> oh yeah you wouldn't want to come back and be like no actually I did find that pair of socks yeah yeah it was my fault <laughs> you know this one's on me my, my bad <laughs> drop a few rips in my chat <laughs> oh, so I am essentially walking on blisters right now <laughs> So I'd really like those socks, wherever they are. <laughs> um, it was then discovered that the man's wife had filed a missing persons report for her husband at the police he headquarters. He was gone for seven co- days. <laughs> and they had a fight and he never returned. <laughs> she, honestly, she might have been like, he might be dead. Like she prepared yeah. himself for the fact that that man died. Because you would be. You're like, your partner walks out like whatever uh, over what whatever the argument is about your partner walks out and they just don't come back <laughs> and it, that was like on the Thursday and the following Sunday you're like Jesus still not back okay <laughs> oh boy <laughs> really mad I bet he was focused <laughs> and lucid I heard <laughs> he, he was slinking out the door but he looked angry <laughs> was it one straight walk or did he stop and start do you think Oh, I think if you stop, you're never going to get back up without a stretch. Well, look, this man is as focused as he is to walk 450 mm. kilometres. I think he can handle some light calisthenics. The the man was taken to a hotel where he was fed and given lodging. While the next day his wife set out to drive the 450 kilometres to collect her runaway husband. Oh, she had to pick him up. Oh, no. <laughs> that is a frosty car ride home. <laughs> It's just like, look, if you're going to be like that, I'll get out and walk. No! <laughs> like, at the, he must pull up, and like, he gets into the car just, and he crosses his arms, and just never takes his eyes off the road. And she tries to turn on the radio, and he just slaps her hand. <laughs> We're sitting in fucking silence. Presumably some of those radio stories would have been about him. Oh yeah, I would say so. The man has been christened Italy's Forest Cub on social media, uh, with the newspaper posing the question, had there been no police checks, who knows where he could have ended up? <laughs> the sea. The sea. No, he would have walked on the sea. Like, he might have hit He might have, like hit the sea, and then just followed along the sand, and eventually mm. he'd end up in, like, Norway. And just keep going. Like, just, because if he had gone the other way... He would have went the whole way across Europe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's luckily he came out facing south. Like <laughs> he can't turn. <laughs> he's Zoolander. He can't turn left. So <laughs> there's no way he's getting one eighty around. Like, and so it, it. Look, in one way, fair play to him. I mean, because <laughs> clearly, that, like that's that's just his. The kind of person he is. If he's angry, he's just going to take some time to cool down. To walk it but off. He must have been so off. angry. <laughs> I know the extent of this argument. To like, And presumably, there's still something bubbling inside him. Because he didn't stop of his own accord. No. No, like, that's why like he must still... She must have to have cages around the house. In case when he gets back, she's like, No, you're not leaving again. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's like a shock collar, and if he gets outside the perimeter, he just gets electrocuted. Well, this poses the question, Sean. What is the argument about? Uh, it's I don't know, and th- like normally I'd have I could try get a funny answer, but in the world of like two people who have literally they've been locked together for the past year yeah it could be the smallest fucking thing oh we we know everyone knows that feeling when like you're having an argument over the stupidest shit and then afterwards you're just like why were we arguing about that yeah we and also we were arguing but we both agree on it yeah it's like i want to turn up the volume to 11 i like 12 well, fuck you. <laughs> it, like, I guarantee this fight was about, like, oh, I want to put honey in the bolognese. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah, my man does it without the honey. Well, your man's not here, right? You're here now. Well, I'm not fucking eating I'm... your shitty no-honey bolognese, okay? No. 
No, I won't be here for long. I'll, I'll go somewhere where I can get. I'll go to the home of Bolognese. Uh, where did he walk to? Como? Greece. No. <laughs> Greece. No. He gets it wrong. Oh, shit. Now she's going to slag me about that. Uh, like, I I just, I, I fully believe this was a small, dumb argument that got out of hand. But also, any time he leaves the house again after an argument, it'll be, oh, how long is he going to be? <laughs> because, yeah, now the stakes have been raised. Now if there's another argument, he's like, do you want me to leave? And he has to give her the eyes like, because I'll fucking go. <laughs> this I- is not an empty tread. <laughs> I have done it before. <laughs> um, so yes, there are a couple in Italy who I can only assume had the frostiest drive back, the 450 kilometres back to their home, over... I, yeah, I, I like to think it's a dumb argument that was probably solved, but he was just so aggressive. And it took a week to overcome his just anger. And even when the police caught him, he's still focused on what he had to do. Like, to go back to early lockdown memes, maybe like she threw away his sourdough starter that he'd been oh. cultivating for we- for months. Yeah, it had been fermenting. <laughs> oh, yeah. it, had, it had fermented so hard, but then it was in the bin because it looked gross in the fridge. <laughs> um, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And, Sean, I chose this news story specifically for us because... One of the, I would say, the patron saints of the pod here are raccoons. Now, that is a very strange and niche area, but we've only ever had one raccoon story on the show, and it was possibly our, it's probably our favourite weird news we've ever covered here, or definitely top two or three, and... Yeah, this was the story of the raccoon boxing ring. The raccoon boxing ring, which is not funny, but it is funny because all the guys were training their raccoons and giving them wrestler names and entrance music and finishers. Yeah, (laughs) like, as much as we don't agree with animal fighting for sport, that's pretty fucking good. (laughs) Because they they broke it up before they got to get it going, but they then heard one that was called, called George Cooney. Which, I mean, you can't beat. They were all just puns. <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah, and ever since, there's been a raccoon featured on a lot of our, like, um, social media presence. It's been on banners yeah. and stuff like that. And so, we're starting... Or not we're starting, but we're, we're following that first story, Sean, with our next piece. And that is, reported burglary in California was a dozen fighting raccoons. A dozen? We, a dozen. A dozen. A whole 12 raccoons. Yeah. Yes. Right. Now, but before we continue with this story, Connor, this is actually our third raccoon story. Oh. Do you remember uh, the 14th of October 2020? <laughs> I remember the date, yes. Well, in that, in that we uploaded an episode um, where it, we talked about... A man who met 14 raccoons and a coyote while out on a hike. Yes. Yeah. So this is a, this is the third instance of raccoons on the podcast. The second instance of a group of raccoons on the podcast. <laughs> they're, they're on the move. They're, they're forming like little factions and I love it. Police in California responded to a report of a suspected burglary in progress and arrived to find the cause of the ruckus actually was caused by about a dozen brawling raccoons. The Richmond brawling. Police, <laughs> brawling. The Richmond Police Department said two officers responded to the city corporation yard after an employee called authorities to report a banging on the administration office door that sounded like a burglar attempting to break in. So... This person at the office rang them and was like, there's somebody trying to break in. I'm hearing a lot of banging on the other side of that door. To which the operator replied, nice. <laughs> nice. 
No, not that type. Like murder. Oh no. Knight? Well, that's no. I, I, like, I'm the phone operator for the police. Knight? No, wait, no, that's not my job. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, I've let my, I've I've given myself away here. I'm on fourteen warnings. I'm not meant to say nice again. <laughs> um, the caller reported hearing banging on the door like someone was trying to break in, the police said. Officers coordinated their response and set up a perimeter around the building. Okay, so no no raccoon gets in, no raccoon gets out. At this point, it's a man. It's a man or a woman in there and they have to take them out. But so they've set up the perimeter, they've done the usual stuff. Maybe they've got the big megaphone. What are your demands? We will match them. They do not negotiate. <laughs> Although mentally prepared to take action for an in-progress felony, the crime-fighting duo were at the door and were very surprised to find approximately, when it went through, one dozen raccoons in a physical altercation in the room. Okay, this sounds like two rival gangs of perhaps six <laughs> raccoons apiece. Yeah, yeah, or 7v5. Oh, seven. One of the one of them one was the, a traitor. They let him into the trap. <laughs> yes, they all turned up, and he was like, "I'm glad you're here, guys." And he turned around, he ripped off his shirt, and he had the other guy's shirt underneath his shirt. Oh my god! And then he he just walks across the room and turns, <laughs> or, shakes hand with the other raccoon leader. <laughs> And then the other raccoon leader was like, Hello, my son. The mental image, right, of these two police officers with their guns out, torches up, and, they, and they're going through and they're like, Right, they're on the fucking other side of the store. Get ready. Get ready. They both break in and there's just 12 raccoons kicking the shit out of each other. And, uh, do you... Th- at that point, as a police officer, do you just resign yourself to the fact that, oh, this isn't my job, and then you leave? <laughs> or do you sti- does a part of you still suspect that they're robbing the place? <laughs> the, the one of them's like, raccoons are shifty. <laughs> they're a bit they, fucking, they're up to thievery. They do wear those little masks all the time. I've seen that in a video game. I've, I've seen it. Um, this also, this next line makes this story and why it's here. When they entered the room, all the raccoons stopped what they were doing and stared at them. (laughs) And then one of them shouted, Scatter! (laughs) It's the old Bill! Scatter! (laughs) (laughs) It's the fucking pigs! Who ratted? (laughs) Oh, I I bet who ratted means an entirely different thing in raccoon circles. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I... The, the fact that, first of all, you break into the door and you're the police officer and, like, you walk in you're like, holy shit, there's a load of raccoons kicking the shit out of each other. And then you have that moment where you're like, oh, thank God it's not a burglary, as you said. But then they stop and they all stare at you. There has got to be a second where you think, this is how I die. <laughs> oh, yeah, because, like, the light of your flashlight would shine off their eyes. So all <laughs> you see is 24 individual beads staring back at you. <laughs> And there's, like, one, like, in the process of standing over the other one, beating the shit out of them, and they both just stop and look up at you. <laughs> the two rival gang leaders, like, look at each other, and they nod, nod. as if to say, yeah. oh, we're in a truce. And then they just sprint at you. <laughs> like, there's a split second there where that moment, in that moment, anything can happen. And oh, you in that moment, die. nothing makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Because you have to look at your partner and like, are we leaving this room or are we going to die? One of us is certainly going to die. <laughs> I just need to outrun you. I don't need to outrun them. Um, the officers made the decision to engage at that moment. What? And, be- <laughs> <laughs> and began to wave their arms wildly whilst another kicking started kicking random objects and making loud noises. <laughs> Oh, they're they're playing the insanity card to get away from the raccoons. <laughs> the raccoons like these are guys aren't worth our time. They're just out of the asylum. So <laughs> like, oh, it would just it would be too easy. Like when when challenged, all the raccoons but one fled westbound. Okay. Yes. Okay. Wait, was the traitor a triple traitor? <laughs> <laughs> and 
<laughs> well done, boys. You cut the head. <laughs> I'm glad you're here, Officer Pimento. <laughs> They're over there. He just lights up a cigarette. God, I love my job. <laughs> nice to see you again, George Cooney. <laughs> well done. <laughs> George, it's George from the wrestling ring. He's, he ratted out the wrestling ring, and now he's going one by one through each raccoon gang. <laughs> he wants revenge. He, he, he hates being a raccoon. He just wants to be an actor on ER. Oh, oh, sorry, so George Cooney wants to be George Clooney. He wants to replicate, yeah, he wants to replicate his dad's career, obviously. Oh, it's George Clooney's son, this raccoon. Well, I wouldn't say that there's no paternity <laughs> test you could take, but like uh, just in George spirit. Nespresso Cooney. Uh, no, that's his brother. <laughs> <laughs> George Nespresso, come here. <laughs> this is amazing. What, so what happened to that one raccoon that hung back? Well, they said the little guy stayed behind and advised officers it was just a family dispute, which I think is a jokingly way to say they covered his tracks. He's a triple agent. Oh yeah, you don't you don't throw your best man to the fishes like that. No, you, know? you got to keep him in your back pocket so the next time a raccoon ring uh, builds up, you just drop him in. No one suspects he's been through enough. <laughs> he's a triple agent. And the police are just like they just fist bump him. <laughs> you did it again, George. <laughs> just like you, you, they're they're just like George. Why you could make sergeant in a day? Why don't you go for it? <laughs> You're the best of us, George. My no, place is one, here on the streets. One the guy turns around to the other officer. He's like, "Hey, kid, I went through police school with this guy." <laughs> oh, George, me and you had some wild days, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this character. I love him so much. George Cooney. And he's just having a fat he's just having a cigarette, he's just like Boys, you don't even know the fucking half of what they're doing. They're fucking yes. planning some shit. The, and look guys, I was under I was deep undercover for too long. The things I've done. <laughs> I'm not the same raccoon man I once was. <laughs> raccoon man. <laughs> he just takes off his mask and it's just another policeman. In full uniform. Full uniform. <laughs> he just like breaks out and he's six foot three. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, oh guys, you know that I am fucking stiff. Sitting in that joke, I am stiff. Oh, I need to stretch the old legs. <laughs> Um, so there is a reported burglary in California was a dozen fighting raccoons. I cannot wait till this pack of raccoons gets caught again. We now know there's a triple agent. It's just up to the it's up to the news. It's up for the George Cooney to strike again. And look, we're gonna we're gonna keep a close eye on this, but mm. we're never gonna reveal it while he's undercover. It'll always no. be after the fact. No, because, like, you don't want to just rat him out. Like, that, that'd be ridiculous. Yeah, like, if look, it, we can't be the reason George Cooney gets whacked, you know? <laughs> gets whacked. Whack-a-rack. 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 Whack, 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 wacky raccoons. <laughs> wacky races. Wacky ra- Well, that's a good one. Break Thanks. that out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we're moving on to our next weird news shot now we've covered a lot of weird monoliths appearing and disappearing over the last few weeks yeah now weekly we've had a new monolith weekly now this week we actually did have news of another monolith appearing in california and then disappearing again but um it disappeared after it was kind of destroyed uh, because a load of lads came down and said these aliens aren't having our stuff now i thought that's a bit weird, but sometimes i now starting to think I'm getting suspicious. Is there copycats around there? When, but then I found this new story that kind of got under the radar because the monolith is taking a lot of the, of the action of stolen, stolen land pieces. And yeah. so I now have phallic landmark statue in Germany mysteriously disappears. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. So... Now, when you say phallic, Connor, <laughs> yeah, 
Go into more detail it, like for me. It's happy to see you, like. Uh, oh, it's got a smiley face on it. That was the thing. It's got a big smiley face on a cock. Uh, so oh, the mysterious right. t- and who erected such a thing? <laughs> so, if it'd be a hard job to put that up. Uh, the mysterious disappearance of a phallic-shaped scu- sculpture from a German mountainside, where it first appeared without explanation several years ago, has oh. caught the attention of local police. Local media reported that police in the Bavarian town of Kempton, about 79 miles southwest of Munich, are investigating the disappearance. Although it wasn't clear whether a crime had even been committed. Is it a crime to leave a big cock and ball somewhere? <laughs> it's Asking not a big for a cock friend. and balls. I want to make that clear. Okay, but in my head, I just want you to know. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's a big full on. It's <laughs> full on. <laughs> like, um, so, we don't know whether it is a criminal offence or not, said the police. Um, the almost seven foot tall, two metre sculpture appeared to have been chopped down over the weekend, the paper reported. All that remained on the 5,000, nearly 6,000 foot high, or nearly 2,000 metre high, mountain, was a pile of sawdust and splinters. Oh, what could that mm. mean? Right, so, okay. It's seven foot tall, and all that was left was sawdust and splinters. Now, you're you're a man who works with wood, Sean, so oh, no. I'm coming to you with this. Right, okay. Mm. Now, is it possible that we... The only thing that's. Do you want to know the only fucking thing that's coming to my mind right now? What if it's an ad for chipboard? That's what I was thinking. (laughs) What if it's an ad for Alvin and the Chipmunks? Oh, the squeak will reboot it. (laughs) The squeak will. (laughs) The dick will reboot it. You said it wasn't a dick. You lied! <laughs> so, the peculiar sculpture has become a hotspot destination for hikers in recent years, and even appeared on Google Maps, where it was classified as oh. a cultural, cultural monument. Right, okay. And um, me, go on. So is this, does it look the same, like the exact same <clears throat> as the other monoliths? No, it's nothing to do with them. Right, but it's... Right. A mysterious monolith, nonetheless. That's why it's gone under the radar. Because all those ones, they're shiny. They're like, they're sleek. They're alien-like. This is a big cock of balls. As <laughs> I think. And I think that's funnier. It, it, it absolutely is. Now, is it possible that... Look. Okay. This, 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 this next question is based on information that I'm about to ask you, Connor. Okay. Do you believe? Do you believe in giants? Do I believe? Okay, now I know where you're going with this. Do you? And though? I do, do not think that is a giant's cock. <laughs> I I rescind my earlier question. <laughs> you think they chopped off a giant's cock, turned it feckin' vertical, and then stuck it on top of a mountain? No, I think the mountain is the giant. Oh, <laughs> and it was right! The mountain grew around time. the cock. <laughs> Yes, it did. Yes, right. it did, Connor. It's a prehistoric cock. Ah, yes. Yeah, we, we've all heard of them. Now, disappeared out of nowhere, and media outlets attributed its sudden appearance on the mountain to a local legend that says it was made as a <laughs> prank. Go on. I was going to say they attributed it to a sexier mountain walking past. <laughs> to a local... <laughs> to a local legend that says it was made as a prank birthday present for a young man whose family didn't appreciate the gift. Seven feet tall for a prank seems a bit high. That um, is a lot of effort to go through yeah, just to mess with your friend. Either you really don't like him as a friend or you're in love with him. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a very mixed signal kind of gift, isn't it? <laughs> the, the 440 pound or 200 kilogram sculpture was then hauled up the mountain and left there. 200 kg, that is very heavy, first of all. So it's 
200 kg, 7 feet tall, and it was brought up nearly 5,700 feet. Jesus, that's... that You're talking like hauling it with a tractor at that point. Yeah. I mean... That, that's the, but what's the what like surely if it was made for someone like they would have it, like if that was made for me there'd be absolutely a picture of me standing in front of that claiming ownership of it it'd be your facebook profile picture that'd be my linkedin profile picture <laughs> hire me <laughs> I got balls. <laughs> I got balls. <laughs> Fucking hell, guys, come on. Now, just for the sake of um, an Instagram post, yeah, is it snowy in the region? Oh, uh, well, it's on a mountain that's nearly 6,000 feet in the air, so I'm assuming yes. Okay, okay, I can work with that. <laughs> mm, yes, so... It goes so it gets bought. This is the this is the local legend, by the way. It gets bought as a prank birthday present for a young man. Then somehow they get the seven feet tall, two hundred kg or four hundred forty pound thing up the mountain, place it there a few years ago, and then this week it disappears just strangely. Yeah. Now did it? It it it's it's it didn't just fall down. And they haven't found it yet. Like, it's properly gone with just <laughs> sawdust left. It filled out, and with that velocity, I can only assume it pregnated the next mountain. <laughs> <laughs> it only in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> um, so its disappearance comes just days after a mysterious monolith in Utah made headlines before suddenly vanishing itself. So, now, the... Uh, this has all come down because is it robbery if somebody went up the mountain like that is a long way to go up you'd have to bring like in, sto- like instruments you'd have to bring an axe yeah, a guitar bring yeah. a guitar for a bit of a jab afterwards you'd have to bring several things up the mountain yeah. chop it down and then somehow get that stuff back down the mountain leaving no trace of you ever being there Perhaps you could slide down the mountain if you had enough lubricants. Slide down the mountain? (laughs) What would you use as the lubricant? Oh, whatever's on hand. (laughs) Snow. The snow is there. It's water. Do you know the final scene in Jim Carrey's The Grinch? Yeah, it would be tough to be that big in the cold, though. But go on, what were you going to say? (laughs) I was going to say, it's like when the, the sleigh is full of presents and he's sliding down the hill. Oh, it's that, yes. but me on a big cock and ball. <laughs> now that's your LinkedIn profile picture. <laughs> My God. I'd hire you in a second. It's like the log flume at Disneyland. <laughs> um, so what do you think this is? Do you think somebody has gone out of their way to chop this down and bring it home? Why now, though? Like, is it because of the monoliths being in the news? They're afraid that this one's going to get destroyed. That's it. Yeah, like, replaced by the new futuristic cock and balls of the silver Mm. monoliths. (laughs) We can't let it just sit up there. It's going to get replaced, Papa. We need to go now. Oh, it's a father and son excursion now? (laughs) Of course, of course. I don't know what the benefit would be. Like, how do you hide something like that as well? Like, you just leave it in the driveway with a cloth over it? (laughs) What's that, crane? Just, uh, we got got him a crane for Christmas. Uh, Yeah, yeah, we're going to wrap it up real nice. We're going to wrap it right up. (laughs) Do you have any boxers? Do I have to be fucking massive, though? That's amazing. Uh, I don't know. Like, what use is there for that as well? Fire, like firewood, I guess. But I mean, it seems like a shame to use it for firewood. It's a massive bonfire. <laughs> Just cry, lads, crying. Oh god. It's just like, okay, there's two things you could have it as. It's like the centerpiece of some kind of Burning Man style festival, mm-hmm. um, or 
you do the most elaborate ad for STIs you've ever goddamn seen. <laughs> This'll happen to you! And you're like, well, it's made of wood. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, splinters! <laughs> so, Sean, I think we're going to have to move on from this, but there are landmarks being stolen all over the country, right? And it's just, it's a tough time for us all. You know what I it mean? It is, but look, we will recover from this as, as a species. But you know what might help you recover, Sean? Some Heroes what? for Hire merch is on our store. Connor's doing this new thing where he just does random segues into the fact that we have merch. And I'm never privy to when they'll be. Never. I'm never going to tell you. It's just going to come up at random times. The worst segues. I don't even want them to be good. I think it's funnier if they're not. But you chose to follow... The story about a big cock and balls being yeah. stolen. I thought it was a hey, good analogy. I thought it was a good one. So it pops up when you least expect it. Yeah. You don't want that. Oh no! Not the funeral. Uh, where hires for hire merch to a funeral. That's cool. We appreciate I, that. I mean, yeah, the link is down below. Uh, you got all sorts of stuff. You got mugs, you got tops, you got hoodies. You can get pyjamas. If you want to have a Christmas evening in and get all the family all matching pyjamas, you can get them as well. There's masks. That's pretty big this year. Uh, why, why, why would they be big? I don't know what's going on. Oh, Connor, I have something to tell you after the show. <laughs> I've just been here putting shows together. <laughs> Just working away, guys. (laughs) Um, So we're going to move on properly to our next piece of news. And this is um, Florida Woman. Now, we cover a lot of Florida man, Florida woman. They normally do bad things. But here I have Florida Woman and Guinness Record in the same headline. Now, this would normally not be newsworthy because I don't really cover Guinness Records. There's a new one broken basically every single day. But this, this this group of Florida women, five Florida women together, broke a Guinness World Record when they collectively walked on Lego barefoot for an extended period of time. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, what? That is actually, like, sadistic. I now, was wait. thinking, of all the things to do with it, I think that's oh, maybe upturned plugs. That's the only alternative. Upturn, yeah, that would be a bad one. But as I still think Lego has the like the uncertainty. At least with a plug, it's fairly consistent in its design. Mm. But there's so many fucking shapes of Lego, and they're all worse than each other. I would do them all as the pyramid. Really make them work for it. <laughs> now, do you think? They were, maybe you know this information, were they just loose bricks or was it like, were they constructed to be some kind of path? Um, I'm pretty positive they were loose bricks. Oh, that's so much worse. Yes, yes. So, Katie Wells um, and her, gathered her friends Ashley, Savannah, Grace and Kat to break the record for furthest dif- distance travelled by walking barefoot on Lego bricks by a relay team in one hour. They walked 2.04 miles over the pile of Lego bricks. Oh my god. Yes. That's fucked. <laughs> I like, Eat. Go on. I was going to say... A relay almost seems harder there because while you're waiting for your turn to come around again, your feet are slowly recovering. Yeah, the calluses are gone. Yeah, whereas if you had just walked straight for 2.04 miles, I feel you would just go numb to it at some point. But the fact that you have a chance to rest means it's always fresh. And, and also, when you're walking around, I'm looking at you and the Lego and going, oh, this is worse. <laughs> Yeah, this is much I'm worse. Next. I'm next. Oh, no. And, like, you don't want to be the person to stop either in a relay team. No, because then you're letting everybody else down. So each woman had to compete a minimum of 20 laps on the 32.8 foot track in the one hour time limit to break the record. And they exceeded their own expectations by achieving a total distance of 2.04 miles on the track. Um, The Lego track was created at a gym in Santa Rosa Beach in Florida. 
one of the goals for my one of my goals for this year was to set a world record. And knowing the importance of community, I knew I wanted to attempt it with other people. Which Wells, that seems very nice. Um, yeah. So she and apparently they were all mothers, and so her point was, I'm going to get four of my mother friends to do it as well because she says, how many of us moms have had the experience of a Lego to the foot while walking across the room in the middle of a night to get your child, or running across the house to answer the door or check the oven? The Can I just make was, one statement very quickly? Go on. Uh, I've not experienced a Lego to the foot in that sense. What I have experienced is a Duplo block to the head. Oh, oh no! How'd that happen? Uh, okay, here, Sean, childhood story time. Oh, uh, here we go. Sean has the worst childhood stories. <laughs> They're no. always just you harming yourself. No, this was my brother harmed me. Uh, uh, dickhead. Also, I should clarify. He's great. He's he's a he's a nah, fun time. He's well, like, I, I don't listen to him. Right. So we had made little. I was maybe one. He was two and a bit. Uh, yeah, we old made, enough to know better. Old enough to know better. I should have known the rules of the game. So we had made planes out of Duplo, right? Um, now, by saying planes, it was essentially a T-shape of two Duplos stuck together. Nailed and so we were holding them and we were to go on three. And my brother, he was able to count at the time. So he said one, <laughs> two, and I throw on two. Yeah. Liam didn't like this. No. Uh, no, so I, no, no. So I just... I just got a swift duplo to the side of the head. <laughs> In his offence, he did say three. He now, did I say wouldn't three. Be one, I wouldn't be none normally to defend your horrible brother. But <laughs> he he did say three. This weird rivalry you've cultivated with my brother <laughs> that I'm fairly sure he's unaware of, by the he's way. He's absolutely unaware of. <laughs> and he's a really nice man, but I just decided I took a turn to him. Ah, no. He can't That's be that nice. Off. I it's still have suspicious. the scar anyway. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, it's on the side of my head. That's why my hair's long. All right. Well, could you headbutt Lego for 2.04 miles then to really make it up? I mean, I, mean, I could, but why you would could. I, Connor? You, well, I mean, it'd be a good world record to set. It, what, is it a relay team or is it just me doing it? Um, I think after a, f- a while you wouldn't remember if there was other people there or not. Do you think you'd prefer to do it in this uh, way, shape or form of like go around the track a couple of times or would you prefer some kind of Lego treadmill? Oh no, I would prefer to go around the track. At least on the track you can go as fast as you want. That's actually, I didn't consider pace, yeah, that's very true. You you want to pick it up and then start doing an incline while the <laughs> Lego's there. <laughs> Just check my heart rate as we're going, it'll be great. Oh, Jess, I'm going well, but I have no feet anymore. It's just I slowly get shorter as the the treadmill goes. (laughs) I wanted to be a pirate anyway. It's fine. Oh, I don't... Okay, I want them to reset this record, but they're hopping. (laughs) Yeah, so there's a lot of it. Like, a lot of force has to go down. Yeah, yeah, one foot. Do it. Um, so that is our world record attempt of the week. I think I it can only be competed with if someone does upturned plugs. And then, other than that, these women are the champions of these world records so far. Um, Do, are, have you just signed us up to walk on unturned plugs? Uh, no, I don't want to, but I have signed you and Liam up. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to move on to our next piece of weird news. And this is Florida Man admits to robbing bag to pay for lovers' new tyres. How expensive were the tyres? Oh, very expensive. Uh, so, this is in Lightning Fort Myers. McQueen tyres? <laughs> um, Glenn Aiken admitted to robbing a Fort Myers Midwest One bank Friday in order to pay for his lover's new tyres, according to his arrest report. This story, by the way, is very funny, so bear with me. Below, <laughs> is, a, below is a breakdown of the timeline of events leading up to the robbery and then his confession, because... He goes through a bit of a rigmarole before going through with it. So, around 11.09am, deputies received a call from the Sanibel Captiva Community Bank on on the McGregor Boulevard, everyone's favourite boulevard. favourite boulevard. (laughs) Yes, about, (laughs) about a suspicious man at the bank. The man, described as wearing a gator face covering, sunglasses, a hat, a black sweater and pants, asked the bank teller what the name of the bank was, and then left. 
Oh, okay. The diversion. <laughs> he turns up. What's the name of this bank? Uh, the Sanibel Captive Community Bank. Thank you very much. I'll be on my way. <laughs> That'll be all. <laughs> Do you want any money, sir? Did I Did I ask you? I just asked you the fucking name of it. Jesus. What Get is out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> the government looking down on me, for God's sake. A few hours later, just before 4pm, Ooh. A bank manager at a different bank, the Iberia Bank, on Winkler Road, everyone's favourite road. Ah, oh, you said, got me that time. Said she saw a man dressed in a long sleeve shirt, black and white ball cap, black sunglasses and a face scarf, go up to the bank and tug on the locked doors, because the bank was locked, and then left. <laughs> okay, so, he's, he's so far... Hit two banks and rob none. <laughs> rob none. And this gets funnier as to what happens later on. At 4.10pm, so only 10 minutes later, a man wearing similar clothing went <laughs> into a fifth third bank, a different bank again, and began acting suspiciously. The man asked the manager for water. The manager went to get water, but then the man left without accepting the bottle that was offered to him. Maybe that was a test. Now, not knowing the rest of the story, maybe that was a test and be like, okay, I won't rob your bank because you were nice mm. to me. You gave me water, even though I specifically asked for it. And also, do you know the name of your bank? Quiz. Uh, fifth, third? <laughs> so which number is it? <laughs> yeah, give me one number. You can't just keep giving me numbers and guessing. This um, is the fourth bank I've been to. <laughs> I've tried to rob today. Ten minutes later, a man later identified as Aiken went into Midwest One Bank and went up to a teller with a note and an envelope. So far, this okay, and said, and then said in a very low voice, "This is a robbery." He went through with it. We're in. Oh my god! He was building up the courage all day, and finally he hands over an envelope. Since, Since before midday. And now it's nearly half four. <laughs> he was gearing up. For, you can't rush these things, Connor. <laughs> and, and went up to a teller, as I said, saying this is a robbery, along with instructions to put money in the envelope. The teller did as she was told, and the man left the bank. With the money. So he's a success. Yeah. This is a success story in terms of bank robberies. Another teller! Told deputies, she heard the man say, you are being robbed. Actually, she heard him say, you being robbed. <laughs> okay, well, he's succinct. He doesn't I, mince I, words. Yoda's a, a suspect. I think we can all fucking agree. Um, so <laughs> Fucking got and, Yoda there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> fucking roasted him. <laughs> Puppet, come at me. <laughs> and saw him hand a teller a note and an envelope. The man told the teller not to hit the side of the alarm or put any marked bills in the envelope. Aiken was given $960 in cash before he left. However, another teller hit the side of the alarm while he was in the bank. That oh, that's fucking monkey's paw rules right there. Yeah, that, that's not fair. That's just yeah, not that, fair at all. No, it's like, it's like, yeah, I'll grant your wish, but all your parents are going to die. <laughs> Yeah, that's the same. <laughs> Fuck you, Yoda. Uh, so, that same, <laughs> same afternoon, an employee at the Tire Choice Auto Service Centre. You forgot why he needed the money. I did. <laughs> on, <laughs> on, on a Gladius drive, everyone's favourite drive, said a woman came into the store and asked for new tyres and service to be done on her car. She said she did not have the money to pay for the service, but that her boyfriend would be coming later to pay for it. The employee waited with the woman for about an hour before seeing police search the area with canines outside of his garage. Okay, not not a great look. Unless... Well, still can't married... connect the two. Like, at the minute they're just two individuals mm. who are both interested in the world of tyres. Shortly after police left the area, a man who the employee said he knew was Glenn Aiken because of completed paperwork drove into the parking lot. The employee watched the man, in his own words, fidget in his car for several minutes before he came inside. 
Oh, he's a nervous guy. <laughs> As clearly, the employee overheard Aiken tell the woman that he had to change his clothes in his car before coming inside. Because he had shit himself from nerves. <laughs> from, from the nerves of the robberies. Don't you understand? When Aiken was paying for the woman's car service, the employee noticed how large Aiken's hands were, comparing them to Popeye hands. He said, All right, Aiken he roasts took- the dude. I mean, <laughs> and your face, it's hideous. Um, he said Aiken took out a large amount of cash from his pocket and was counting out the money as if he didn't know how much money he had. <laughs> oh, he's... But, like, I, you surely you would count out money when pay- paying someone anyway, wouldn't you? Yeah, but not if you put it in an envelope and then you are seen taking it back out of the envelope and counting it out again. Like, it looks like you didn't count it before putting it in the envelope. That's true. It would be like laminating someone and then, like, asking someone to spell check it. Yeah, exactly. Um, Aiken paid $945 in cash towards the bill. He's leaving 15 for himself to drive home. Detectives profit, boys. <laughs> it's all profit. Detectives matched the cash stolen from the bank to the cash paid for at the tyre choice through several numbers on the bills. The bill for the service was completed under Aiken's name around quarter past five. Detectives spoke with the girlfriend, Barbara Robieta, which is a I, I, I butchered that, who said she is having an extramarital affair with Aiken, straight up. She oh claimed Aiken agreed to pay for her tyres and car service, but showed up two hours late to their agreed-upon time. Can't, if you're going to run an affair, you need to be punctual, I think. <laughs> One, you need to be punctual. Two, if you go, I'll fucking buy you anything. And she says, I need new tyres. And you go, I'll get you new tyres. And then turn up two hours late, because you're so nervous about robbing banks. I don't think you should agree to buying the tyres until you have the money for the tyres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like buy your tyres on your own time, you know? <laughs> so, she, when she saw the news about the robbery, um, she recognised Aiken as the suspect, noticing his overly large hands. <laughs> it, it came back. It tied so, in. I don't understand why this man's hands are so fucking judged. He's the only one. It's like Cinderella and her slipper and shit. Except yeah, he, he has a glass glove on. Um, she texted the surveillance photos to Aiken, but he denied having anything to do with the crime. Detectives searched Aiken's home and collected video from surveillance systems. When detectives questioned him, he eventually confessed to the robbery, admitting he robbed the bank to get the money to pay for his girlfriend's new tyres, according to the report. Classic simp move. Mm. <laughs> Aiken said that she had nothing to do with the crime and did not know he robbed the bank. He admitted to wearing a bulletproof vest during the robbery due to the high probability of getting shot during the robbery. He threw out the note at a Cape Corral gas station and the vest in a canal. So he just... Surely the cost of a bulletproof vest... (laughs) could contribute towards at least one of the four tyres. Like, how much is a bulletproof vest? I can only assume maybe $300. You know what? I have the internet. Actually, this is going to put me on a fucking list, isn't it? Incognito mode. Oh, Uh, here we go. Bulletproof vest cost. I somehow Googled it in caps, so I'm sure that'll stand to me. No, now Google's just a bit scared of you. Yeah. Now, uh, I'm seeing one here. For four hundred and five euro. Okay, uh, so he bought one of them. So that takes he that would he only needs to make five hundred then. Yeah, and like some of these are like yeah, three four hundred quid, you know. And I'm sure he has other military equipment somehow that he can sell. <laughs> so and sure he could sell his hands. He'd make a fucking fortune. Fucking go on tour with those hands. <laughs> So Florida man, this is a scenario where Florida man gets himself in too deep. He's having an affair and it's all very just sexy and stuff. And then she's like, I need new tires. And he's like, I want to leave my wife for this woman. I'm going to get you some new tires. And then he remembers, oh shit, I'm poor. And then he thinks, ah, 
I'll just rob a bank. But you can see throughout the day how nervous he is about robbing a bank. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want to rob the bank. The I th- he wants I think to be a good lad. I think she said, you could rob a bank. And he went, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Trying to impress her. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'll rob and a bank. And then she was like, I've made an appointment with the tire guy. Oh, you have. You have. Oh, and nice. I, I haven't even agreed to rob the bank. No, I thought you said you would. Well, I said it was a possibility. I didn't say I was going to. Like, Jesus. Or uh, if, it, if right. it was anyway Irish, it would be, I said I will, yeah. That clearly means no. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, throughout the day, she was like, still doing the robbery? And he's like, yeah, no, absolutely. Perfect, absolutely perfect, and he just shitting himself. Can't wait. Like he, uh, what if he went out and bought the bulletproof vest that morning? And and also he left this. They were meant to meet at two, and he left at near before twelve, which is like I'll need the three hours. And he must have just taken that time to like, oh fuck, what am I going to do? What, what have you gotten yourself we- into here? Ed? Oh, Aiken, you've done it again. Can I um, have some more? Um, so he walks into the first one and he's like go through it you're about to do it you're about to do it what's the name of this bank shit uh, <laughs> I did trying to make small talk <laughs> yeah. no he must have been like what's the name of this bank and they're like and they said whatever and he was like fuck I forgot an envelope that has to have the writing in it I'll be back <laughs> I'll go to another one and he goes to another one he's like fuck I forgot the envelope again but thank god I had this bulletproof vest <laughs> Oh, but I sprinted here and I'm so parched. <laughs> then he goes to the third and was like, Oh, locked at four. Shit. <laughs> they closed at four today. Oh, it's a, it's a bank holiday. Sean, <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think of Florida, man? Do you think this is a case of he just got in too deep? I think so. And he, co- like, he couldn't stop at that point. He felt he was trapped. It was either rob the money for these tyres or stop having an affair. <laughs> And, I mean, yeah, he's trying to impress his new girlfriend. Yeah, and so, look, in in that case, you rob as many banks as you need to, buddy. <laughs> Terrible. This is relationship advice with Sean. If, you, if you're trying to impress her, rob a bank. If you're trying not to impress her, don't rob a bank. I rest my case. <laughs> yeah, go rob. No, I'm not gonna tell. Please don't rob banks in my name. No likey, no likey. <laughs> what is that from? <laughs> That's from. Isn't that from that dating show they had on um, British TV like a few uh, a few years ago? Was it like they had, they lined up all these women and they'd bring on some fucking poor fucker and he'd walk <laughs> up. He's like, "Hi," and then like oh, half of them yeah. would just turn out their light. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Yeah. That's a horrendous show. <laughs> so you just walk up and you're just like, hello, and 50 women just all turn off their lights like, fuck you. And then <laughs> you go around to individual women and they're like, you have to justify why you turned your light yeah. off. Why did you turn your light off? Oh, he's ugly as fuck. Oh, that's very nice. Wait, it's right. the first round and you're just giving everyone else ideas now. <laughs> he's got fucking terrible teeth. Shitty little face. Looks like a little rat boy. Um, and then like there's two two poor women that have their lights still on, and <laughs> and they're just like, well, he looks like a bit of a rat boy. Now to just say it, <laughs> can't turn it off. The name of that was "Take Me Out." Is the name of perfect? It. What a great show! What a great show. Um, Sean, that is the reference we're going to end the episode on today. <laughs> wow. Wow, I'm so sorry, listeners. But look up clips of that on YouTube. It's awful. And, and also look up Heroes for Hire merch. No, uh, take a, do you want to take us out, Sean? I'm about to, fu- I'm about to outro the show and tell yeah, everyone no, about it, Connor. I know. I, I was having a laugh. <laughs> My light is off right now. <laughs> no! You little rat fucker. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. No, I meant you were saying that to me. All right, okay, thanks. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Weird News Wednesdays. We will be back on Friday with Hero or Zero, Monday with Movie Mondays, and next Wednesday with another episode of Weird News Wednesdays. Now, big thank you has to go out to all of our patrons who support us over on Patreon. Big thanks to Waffles Williams, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Ray Ging, Roisin Halley, Ryan Evanson, Sean Jamieson, Dominic, Josiah Green, Anna Helmroos and Richard McGrew. Thank you all so, so much for your continued support. We really do appreciate it. Um, as Connor mentioned earlier, I don't know if anyone noticed, it was quite subtle, mm. but yeah. we do have a Heroes for Hire merch store linked below. Um, and on that store, you can get uh, things like our logo on shirts and mugs and 
like hats and stuff like that. Jesus, really Sean, cool. don't milk it. Fucking hell. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, Con, I came on, on a bit keen oh. there. Okay. You came on a bit keen. <laughs> like, I, I was sitting there like, this is fucking embarrassing. This is, okay. I am cringe right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's over there if you want to have a look at it. Thank you very much for everyone who's already ordered things. It's actually really, really cool. Um, you, you can follow us over on Twitter at Heroes for Hire Pod. The four is the number four. Facebook Heroes for Hire Podcast. Instagram Heroes for Hire Podcast. Or you can email us Heroes for Hire underscore at Outlook.com. But I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Mead. And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.